1: A weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team.
3: Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include CPAC is holding their conference near Washington, D.C., by 2035, more than half of the world's population is expected to be overweight or obese, and a man tried to smuggle explosives into the Lehigh Valley Airport. Here's your national news recap for the week of February 26th. Two likely presidential contenders in the 2024 GOP race will be skipping CPAC this year. Trump's likely challenger for 2024, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He will not be here. Also, former Vice President Mike Pence skipping the conference this year. NBC News' Dasha Burns says the Conservative Publican Action Conference is underway near Washington, D.C., and former President Donald Trump will be the headlining speaker. Also attending will be his only announced challenger so far in the Republican race, Nikki Haley. Ron DeSantis and Mike Pence will instead be attending an event in Florida hosted by a conservative organization called The Club for Growth. Top conservatives like Ted Cruz and Tim Scott will also be at the Florida event. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis still isn't saying much about a potential bid for president All the Republican would talk about is the upcoming state legislative session.
2: A lot of people wrote me off uh, during COVID when we were charting our own course, uh, but it really gives you an opportunity to do this. So that's going to be my focus. Then when we get on the other side of that, assuming we've been successful, uh, we'll take a look at what that would
4: mean for for national.
3: His remarks come as a new poll shows former President Trump with a lead over DeSantis in a head-to-head matchup for the GOP nomination. The Yahoo News slash YouGov survey shows 47 percent of Republicans and Republican-leaning independents surveyed support Trump as the 2024 GOP nominee, while DeSantis has 39 percent support. The same survey released in early February showed DeSantis leading Trump 45 to 41 percent. DeSantis hasn't announced whether he'll run for the GOP nomination, but he's seen as a front-runner to challenge Trump, who announced his candidacy in November. More details have been released in the murder case of the four University of Idaho students. Jordan Christmas has more.
2: A Pennsylvania court unsealed more documents, which revealed that police seized multiple items from suspect Brian Koberger's parents' home in Pennsylvania. Officers seized a knife, a handgun with three magazines, along with a cell phone, laptop, and black face mask. The 28-year-old Koberger is accused in the stabbing deaths of Kaylee Concalvez, Madison Mogan, Zaina Karnoldal, and Ethan Chapin. Jordan Christmas. NBC News Radio.
3: President Biden is taking some heat for chuckling after a false claim that his administration was to blame for the fentanyl overdose deaths of two brothers.
2: Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration.
3: (laughs) His comments came after GOP Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia suggested Biden's border policies led to an increase in fentanyl, which caused the deaths of the 18- and 20-year-old Michigan brothers. The mother of the boys is demanding an apology and several Republicans, including Senator Mike Lee of Utah, are demanding the same. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is laying the blame on Democrats for rising crime across the country.
2: Today's Democratic Party has made a deliberate decision to make public safety and innocent citizens a lower priority than repeat criminal offenders.
3: While speaking on the Senate floor, McConnell said residents in cities such as Chicago and New York feel unsafe noting Chicago voters tossed out incumbent mayor Lori Lightfoot this week. The Kentucky Republican also accused the Biden administration's DOJ of targeting conservative activists while ignoring attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers and Catholic churches. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is urging President Biden to visit the site of the toxic train derailment in East Palestine.
1: Look, he should come, there's no doubt about it. The president needs to come. Uh, the people want to see the president, he should be there.
3: Residents are reporting illnesses about a month after the derailment. Republican DeWine also called on Congress to take action, saying the train should have been classified as carrying highly hazardous material. Crews are keeping a close eye on the cleanup at the site of this week's train derailment in Manatee County, Florida. Southern Manatee Fire Rescue Chief Robert Bounds says there's been one big change as it relates to the propane tanker that's still on its side.
2: We're not going to offload that tanker. They want to upright it with the product on board and they think they can put it back on trucks once they have the bypass built, and they can put it back on a frame and just take it back down south to Fort Myers area.
3: Bounds says everybody's safe and his people are constantly monitoring the situation. If there were to be a leak, Bounds says they're in a position to respond quickly. The head of the group that runs the Texas Power Grid is bashing green energy. ERCOT CEO Pablo Vegas says the problem with wind and solar is that they're unreliable.
5: Those are real-time operational challenges that are getting more complicated as more energy in Texas is being served by renewables.
3: Green energy is growing thanks to federal subsidies, while power plants that run on fossil fuels get older. ERCOT used a legislative hearing this week to push a controversial plan that would force utilities to pay more cash to power generators with a promise that they would be available during times of peak load. A sinkhole that opened up on the Cal State Los Angeles campus is worse than initially thought. Geotechnical engineers say the sinkhole that opened Saturday is impacting a much larger area than first believed. It's impacting an area between a road and the entrance to a parking lot on the south end of the campus. The area has been deemed unsafe for both pedestrians and vehicles, and traffic is being rerouted. Crews have also adjusted fencing to block off a larger area to the public. I'm Ally Bruce and that was your national news.
2: This is Connor Brown with your international news report. All sources coming from Reuters. More than half of the world's population will be overweight or obese by 2035 without significant action. According to a new report, the World Obesity Federation's 2023 atlas predicts that 51% of the world, more than 4 billion people, will be obese or overweight within the next 12 years. Rates of obesity are rising particularly quickly among children and in lower income countries, the report found. Describing the data as clear warning, Louise Bauer, president of the World Obesity Federation, that policymakers needed to act now to prevent the situation worsening. It is particularly worrying to see obesity rates rising fastest among children and adolescents, she said in a statement. Governments and policymakers around the world need to do all they can to avoid passing health, social and economic costs onto the younger generation. The report found that childhood obesity could more than double from 2020 levels to 208 million boys and 175 million girls by 2035. The cost to society is significant as a result of the health conditions linked to being overweight, the Federation said. More than than $4 trillion annually by 2035, or 3% of global GDP. However, the authors said they are not blaming individuals, but calling for a focus on the societal, environmental, and biological factors involved in the conditions. The report uses body mass index BMI for its assessments, number calculated by dividing person's weight in kilograms by their height in meters squared. In line with the World Health Organization's guidelines, a BMI score over 25 is overweight and over 30 is obese. In 2020, 2.6 billion people fell into these categories, or 38% of the world's population. The report also found that almost all the countries expected to see the greatest increases in obesity in the coming years are low- or middle-income countries in Asia and Africa. And for our second story of today, anger and sorrow grew in Greece on Thursday over a devastating train crash that killed dozens of passengers along with crew members near the central city of Larissa in the country's worst rail disaster. Carriages were thrown off tracks, crushed, and engulfed in flames when a high-speed passenger train with more than 350 people on board collided head-on with a freight train on Tuesday. They were on the same track. As more bodies were recovered on Thursday, the number of dead rose to 57, among them university students returning home after a long holiday weekend. Scores were injured outside the hospital in Larissa, where many of the victims were brought. A woman called Katrina searching for her missing brother. A passenger on the train screened murderers murderers. I will leave tomorrow with a coffin. Katrina, whose anger was directed at the government and rail company had like other relatives looking for loved ones, given a DNA sample to try and identify her brother. Pain has turned into anger for dozens of dead and wounded colleagues and fellow citizens. The Railway Workers Union said the union launched a strike in protest that ground train services to a halt across the country on Thursday. Hope of finding survivors amid the charred and buckled rail carriages, which rescue workers were scouring through, had diminished by Thursday morning. The most difficult moment is this one, where instead of saving lives, we have to recover bodies. 40-year-old rescuer Constantinos Imani Midas told Reuters on the site of the crash, about 140 miles north of Athens. Temperatures of 1,200 degrees and more in the carriages cannot allow for anyone to remain alive. Nearby two brothers were crying with 33-year-old Socrates Bozos saying they had come to the site of the crash in the hope of getting some news of their father after the hospital could not tell them whether his body had been recovered. And for our third and final story of today, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un ordered improvements to infrastructure and expansion of farmland to ramp up food production. State media said on Thursday, amid warnings of an impending food crisis, Kim gave instructions to revamp irrigation systems, build modern farming machines, and create more arable land as he wrapped up the 7th and large plenary meeting of the ruling Workers' Party powerful Central Committee on Wednesday. The meeting began on Sunday to discuss the urgent task of improving the agricultural sector. South Korea has warned of a mounting food crisis in the isolated north, including a recent surge in deaths from hunger in some regions, due in part to what is said as a failure of a new grain policy limiting private crop transactions. North Korea's economy has been battered by floods and typhoons, sanctions over its nuclear and missile programs, and a sharp decline in trade with China amid border closures and COVID-19 lockdowns. South Korea's Rural Development Agency estimated the north's crop production fell nearly 4% last year from the year before, citing heavy summer rains and other economic conditions. Kim laid out plans and specific tasks to build rich and highly civilized socialist rural communities with advanced technology and modern civilization. The official KCNA news agency said he ordered the revamp of the irrigation system to cope with climate change, production of efficient farming machines to modernize production, and reclamation of lands to expand farming areas, KCNA said. A lack of adequate agricultural infrastructure, machinery, and supplies, including fertilizers and fuel, have made North Korea more vulnerable to natural disasters, experts say. The mountainous country has also sought to expand arable land through Thailand reclamation along its west coast since the 1980s, but earlier efforts failed due partly to poor engineering and maintenance. KCNA said Kim stressed the need to tighten discipline in implementing the economic plan, warning against practices of weakening the organizational and executive power of the cabinet, and ordered all party units to get their working efficiency verified. The Central Committee also discussed ways to improve the country's financial management KCNA reported without elaborating. And once again, this was Connor Brown with your international news report.
0: This is the local news, and I am Carly Murray. A Lansford, Pennsylvania man is being held without bail after allegedly packing explosive materials on a flight from Lehigh Valley Airport to Florida. According to federal authorities, 49-year-old Mark Muffley admitted to putting explosives, fuses, and a lighter, among other materials, in his checked luggage. He fled the airport upon fear of being arrested, according to the court document. A woman from Little Egg Harbor Township was sentenced to 12 to 24 years in prison on Thursday for charges of third-degree murder. 63-year-old Jacqueline Walker was sentenced for the death of 48-year-old firefighter Thomas Royds after crashing into him on the Schuylkill Expressway in 2021. 16 Nassau County residents are now homeless following a fire. Baldwin authorities say the blaze broke out early Thursday morning at a deli along Grand Street and then spread to the residential units above. Everyone was safely evacuated and no injuries were reported, with around 40 firefighters responding to get the flames under control. Residents are currently being helped by the Red Cross as the investigation into what caused the fire continues. A New Jersey state trooper is expected to recover following an overnight shooting in Patterson. The trooper was on duty in his car when he was shot in the leg just before one Thursday morning by East 28th Street and 9th Avenue. Neighbors reported hearing nearly a dozen shots at the scene. One person is in custody and as many as three others are being sought. Mayor Adams is unveiling a new agenda aimed at improving mental health across New York City. The plan focuses on family and child mental health, with New York City launching a telehealth program for high schoolers and youth suicide prevention programs. Adams also plans to expand mobile treatment to help the mentally ill and to strengthen the crisis response system. He wants to open more harm reduction services with a goal of reducing overdose deaths by 15% over the next two years. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy is highlighting his proposed record increase in state aid funding to schools. Murphy wants to allocate another $832 million for what he calls the the best-in-the-nation public K-12 schools. That would bring state aid to schools to a record high level. If Murphy's proposal is approved, it will be the sixth straight year that he's increased state aid to schools. During his time in office, Murphy has increased aid to schools by more than 30 percent. Yet another dead whale has washed up in the New York, New Jersey area. The humpback whale was seen floating along Seaside Park, New Jersey on Wednesday and was found washed ashore on Thursday. Around two dozen whales have washed up on the east coast in the recent months, prompting leaders to call for the pausing of offshore wind development, although others dispute that this activity is a factor. Police are looking for a man who stole a car with a child in it Thursday morning in southern Westchester County. Police say that a resident had gotten out of the car to walk another child to a bus stop around 8 a.m. in the Green Knoll section, according to WABC-TV. A man then jumped in the car while the vehicle's owner unsuccessfully tried to stop him and drove off. The suspect stopped near Scarsdale Avenue and Harney Road and took the child out. He then got into another car, a white Audi SUV that had several other people in it, and headed towards the Bronx River Parkway. Police are searching for Travis Scott after an alleged assault at a New York City nightclub. The rapper is accused of punching a sound engineer and causing $12,000 worth of damage. I am Carly Murray, and that was the local news.
4: I'm Dante DiValerio with your Rowan News. Rowan University and its partners are establishing a new Green Jobs Academy to prepare workers with required industry credentials for jobs in offshore wind and solar power. The TD Ready Challenge Grant Program is an annual competitive North American initiative that seeks to support nonprofit and charitable organizations developing innovative, impactful, and measurable solutions for a changing world. Rowan is among this year's 10 grant recipients with community-based projects designed to address the challenges of climate change and the transition to a low-carbon economy. With the development of the Paulsboro Marine Terminal and the New Jersey Windport, the renewable energy sector in South Jersey will require local skilled labor for construction and maintenance of wind turbines and monopoly, installation and maintenance of photovoltaic systems, and management, environmental engineering, and operation of wind and solar energy businesses. Rowan University will hold its ninth annual Day of Giving on Wednesday, March 8th, and it promises to make a difference. Since its inception, the Rowan Gives Day, the event has raised nearly $1 million to secure a better and brighter future for Rowan students. Last year, the community rallied together to raise more than $270,000, doubling 2021's fundraising record and setting a historical event record as well. As it does each year, the event will feature challenges throughout the day that unlock additional funds set aside in advance by donors when fundraising goals are met. Last year, 24 challenges were met, including a student donor challenge, an athletics challenge, a medical school challenge, and a special honors challenge, in memory of Associate Dean Kristen DeNovi that raised more than $6,000 in support of a commemorative bench and honors curriculum. I'm Dante DiValerio. This has been your Rowan News.
3: That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Rowan Report. I'm Allie Bruce along with the Rowan Radio News Team.
1: This is Danny Ryan with your news from the professional sports world. Starting with the NFL, let's address the latest rumors and transactions from around the league. The Chicago Bears are reportedly, quote, leaning towards end quote moving the number one overall pick to a team in need of a young star quarterback. This news broke at the beginning of the week on Monday as the Bears look to move forward with current quarterback Justin Fields. Teams that could possibly trade up to the number one pick include the Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans, the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons and teams like the Seattle Seahawks or Detroit Lions could possibly express interest. With that being said, the Bears may be even more inclined to deal the top pick as as one of the defensive players projected number 1 overall to Chicago, Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter, was arrested at 11.33 p.m. Wednesday evening on misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing. Less than 20 minutes after being arrested, Carter posted bail for $4,000 at 11.49 p.m. This arrest is expected to hurt Carter's draft stock, but not by much, as he is still projected to be a top 10 pick. In other news from around the NFL, veterans are being released left and right, starting in Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers have released former number 4 overall pick in the 2017 draft, Leonard Fournette. Fournette spent 3 years with the club, winning Super Bowl 55 alongside Tom Brady in 2020. Fournette is expected to have a decent market for his services, preparing to enter his age 29 season this September. Additionally, the Washington Commanders announced they have released number 2 overall pick in 2016, Carson Wentz. Wentz and his time as a starting quarterback in this league has more than likely come to an end with this Expect the former Eagles star to sign just above a league minimum salary to back up a star quarterback or to compete for a job with a franchise in the preseason. Lastly, Giants fans rejoice as wide receiver Kenny Galladay was finally released from the team. Galladay was expected to make huge waves in New York after signing a four-year, $72 million contract with the team in 2021. Let's just say that didn't go quite as planned. Switching from the NFL to the NBA, let's check in on Damian Lillard. Lillard, who is averaging nearly 33 points per game this season, tallied a career-high 71 points Sunday night in the Trailblazers' win over the Houston Rockets. Despite his outstanding play as of late, Lillard did not earn Player of the Month honors in February for the Western Conference, but for good reason. The likely 2023 NBA MVP Nikola Jokic of the West and Jalen Brunson of the East ran away with the monthly honors. Jokic averaged 22.6 points per game, 14.2 rebounds per game, and 10.2 assists per game while Brunson averaged a line of 27.3 points per game, 6 assists per game, and 4.3 rebounds per game. In their efforts, Jokic led the Nuggets to a 9-3 record in February while Brunson helped the Knicks lose one less game, finishing 9-2 for the month. Lastly, from pro hoops to college hoops, here at Rowan Radio, we would like to congratulate both the men's and women's basketball teams at Rowan University for winning the NJAC championships. With their wins, Rowan Athletics have taken home eight conference titles this year alone and will look to build upon that accomplishment this spring. Once again, this has been Danny Ryan for the Rowan Report with your news from around the professional sports world.
6: I'm Megan Steckler with your Roan Report Business Update. Elon Musk is calling for the government to regulate artificial intelligence. The Tesla CEO gave a three-hour presentation Wednesday to investors at the Tesla factory in Austin, Texas, and laid out his Master Plan 3 on how to expand the company and convert the world to clean energy. The presentation included a video of the company's new humanoid robot, and Tesla executives explained how artificial intelligence was being used to train vehicles to drive Musk warned, however, that AI is quite dangerous technology and said regulatory authority might be needed to make sure it's operating in the public interest. Top economists are divided on where the U.S. economy is headed this year as inflation remains high and job growth stays robust. The latest National Association for Business Economies survey shows a significant divergence among respondents on the outlook of the economy. However, a majority of economists surveyed believe there will be a recession this year. Nearly 60% of survey panelists say they believe the chance of a recession in the next 12 months is more than 50%. Inflation is expected to stay above the Federal Reserve's target rate of 2%, although economists expect inflation to slow down the course of 2023 and 2024. Honda held a groundbreaking ceremony for a new EV battery plant in southeast Ohio.
1: I want to begin by thanking everyone in Jefferson Township, Jeffersonville, Washington Courthouse, and Fayette County. Thank you for welcoming Honda and LG Solutions.
6: That's Rick Riggle of Honda. It's a joint venture with LG Energy Solution. The more than $4 billion facility is expected to add more than 2,000 jobs in the area. The plant is expected to start mass producing the batteries by the end of 2025. I'm Megan Steckler and this has been your Business News Report.
5: And now it's time for your Weekly Entertainment Recap with me, Karina Cologne. Rapper Travis Scott is accused of punching a man at a New York City nightclub. The NYPD responded to Club Nebula in Midtown Manhattan when Scott allegedly got into a verbal disagreement before punching a sound engineer in the face. After the alleged attack, Scott is accused of causing 12 grand worth of damage to a speaker and video screen before leaving the venue. He's now wanted on assault and criminal mischief charges. This comes after 10 people died following a stampede at the rapper's Astro World Festival in 2021. Three former crew members in the 2021 filming of Rust are suing Alec Baldwin, along with the Rust Movie Productions LLC and El Dorado Pictures. The recently filed sue alleges negligence and intentional infliction of emotional stress. It was brought on by crew members who are seeking damages for the injuries in the October 2021 shooting that claimed the life of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. All three worked on the film as independent contractors. They all cited seeing the flash from the gunshot as well as their ears ringing from Baldwin's firearm during the fatal shooting. Billie Eilish is being granted a temporary restraining order against a stalker who trespassed on her Los Angeles property. TMZ reports that Raymond Black must stay 100 yards from her home. This is separate from another request for a restraining order against 39-year-old Christopher Anderson. He allegedly trespassed at her childhood home multiple times in December and January. Two incidents in 2021 and 2020 precede the restraining order against Black. Justin Bieber's Justice Tour is officially canceled. This comes after fans reported receiving emails from their point of purchase about venues axing the tour's remaining shows. Bieber previously took a break from the stage following his Ramsey-Hunt syndrome diagnosis last summer before deciding to postpone remaining shows indefinitely in October. Bieber has yet to release an official statement about the cancelled tour. BTS's J-Hope is announcing his plans to complete his mandatory military service. This makes him the second member to begin the enlistment process after Jin began his service in 2022. BTS previously announced plans to reunite in 2025 after all seven members completed their military requirement. The announcement arrived alongside news that J-Hope's upcoming single, On the Street, dropped on Friday and follows the release of his 2022 solo record, Jack in the Box. Adele and Rich Paul are allegedly engaged. Dumois reports that the couple are currently planning their wedding. This comes two years after the singer and sports agent went public with their relationship two years ago. The couple has yet to confirm the news. Actor Jeremy Renner is making progress in his recovery after a snowplow incident almost took his life in January. Renner posted a video to Instagram of him working out at a stationary bike, and the caption reads, Whatever it takes the Marvel actor who broke more than 30 bones when he was trying to help his nephew who got stuck in the snow, and Runner ended up getting run over by his own snowplow. I'm Karina Colon, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio.
3: And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio news team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day.